Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man here, one half of your hosts of Cross Court Coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast. I am joined, as always, by my other half, my sister from another mister, Grace Roberts. Grace, how are we doing today? We are doing stellar. Marty, how are you doing today? Stellar. I like stellar. Oh, I'm doing yeah. all right. Uh, had a little personal crap to deal with, a uh, little health nonsense uh, during the week, but we are on the up and up. Uh, hopefully, you know, that all gets figured out. I'm not going to bore y'all with that. Um, <laughs> uh, but I will have a lozenge in from time to time, so I will try not to gargle it. I don't know oh. why I went with that phrasing. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a strong <laughs> word to use right there. Um, but I'll try not to. <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> um, but besides that, yeah, we're all good. Uh, Celtics are uh, back to winning fashion. Uh, I couldn't say Celtics that at the beginning Celtics-ing. of the week. But Celtics mm-hmm. are Celticsing. Uh, the NBA is NBAing, and we're True. here to talk about it. <laughs> that is what we do. <laughs> that is that is what we do. Um, I guess we'll start off with just you know your normal run of the mill injury crap. Uh, Zach Levine, his uh, injury has been elevated to another three to four weeks with right foot soreness. Sucks uh, for the Bulls. Yep, they got that. Like we said last week, they got to figure something out. Like at this point, yeah, sell the sell the farm. Like mm. move on. <laughs> the season's gone. Yeah. Uh, same thing, same kind of boat. Jalen Duran. Uh, for the mm. two and nineteen Pistons is going to be out for two weeks with a sprained ankle. I, thought, I think they're two and twenty now. Oh, well. After yesterday, <laughs> I didn't know if adding Bojan Bagdanovich was going to save that's, everything. That's it so bad. <laughs> like that's so bad. I wonder at what point they will actually be out of playoff contention. Like it has to be soon. Like tomorrow. <laughs> like actually, like their next loss could be like there's no shot. It's it's getting there. I mean, they're definitely nearing that cusp, which is crazy. Save Cade Cunningham, please. We are save in him. December, and they are they're going to get that asterisk real soon. They no playoff contention. Twice, <laughs> two times. They That's they so practice. They practice no win November. They did better than yeah. everyone else. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, losing Jalen Duran doesn't help that at all either. You know, one nope. of your young. Uh, I think he was a top three draft pick two years ago. Uh, not great, not great over there in Detroit. No, sorry, 313. Sorry, Motor City. Eminem, you can just go watch the you know, the Lions play. They're doing all right. The Red Wings aren't doing bad either. Wings Lions year. There you go. Wings Lions year. What year are we in? (laughs) Seriously, we're in a time machine right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then the final injury I have marked down to talk about everybody's favorite, uh, been out since November 6th. He got an epidural cause apparently he's pregnant. <laughs> he's not. Congrats Good for him. <laughs> I didn't know he was expecting, uh, Ben Simmons <laughs> still having his nerve irritation still out has been out for over a month now, uh, going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Grace decided to wear her Brooklyn Nets jersey. Uh, it is not yeah. supporting Ben Simmons. It is a Kevin Garnett jersey. We went over is, this before yes. in the pregame, in the pre-recording. In the pregame. 
I, I had strong words, and then they were all erased by her saying it was Kevin Garnett. So we're good. Yes, don't worry, guys. <laughs> don't worry. I got it the year that he left when they came back to Brooklyn. All right. It was like for the bit. Or I was like, I was in seventh grade. So calm down. <laughs> well, good for you for having a shirt that still fits from seventh grade. That never have I ever. <laughs> I was 5'8 in sixth grade. I'm 5'8 oh, now. Oh, damn. Oh, I know. Damn. Everybody, everybody <laughs> thought I was going to be like the tallest person ever. But <laughs> the the tallest ever. Literally. Ever it's hilarious that you're a dinosaur fan too, because that's just fitting. <laughs> just a giant amongst people. Oh. Grace was a giant as a young child and now has just tapered off. <laughs> I'm still has... pretty tall. All right. No, you're you're definitely tall for a lady. Five eight's five nothing eight's that you pretty mean... tall. I got some dude friends who were shorter than five eight, and they oh, yeah. they would my friend they would envy my, that. <laughs> my entire friend group is shorter than me, and they're all guys, so it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> That's damn. <laughs> you know when you're a, when you're a short king, you you wonder who you're going to pick as your friends. Right. I don't know if picking the tall girl is the best. Yeah, group right? For you. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of other short kings and one tall girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're laying into the bit. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but those are the notable injuries uh, going around the NBA right now. Uh, we have it was a low low news week because of the in season mm. tournament. I mean, we have definitely news to talk about with the in season tournament, but two topics that I wanted to hit at least for for the week. Um, no one has said Bubkiss. About Josh Giddy. No, in, Adam like, Silver did. Two weeks. Oh, did he? Yes. Because I missed this. The... Oh, Please and do. it's not it's not good, actually. Um not good for Josh fact, or not good for the league. Not good for the league or for Adam Silver. Um, oh, good. But what else is new? Great. Um uh Adam Silver said well, right now it's just oh my, when I look up Adam Silver, everything is complaining about the officiating. Um, oh, well, we'll get into that. Don't worry. <laughs> what else is new? Um, so, uh, okay. He says, I can't think of many circumstances where we've suspended a player based on an allegation alone. Where there's a criminal investigation, we take a back seat. That's where things currently stand. Uh. Uh, okay <laughs> okay adam sure so he put it he put his lawyer hat on and was like i plead the fifth basically he was like i am not involved even though i'm the commissioner of this league got it but yep just just adam silver being adam silver the league being the league saying mm, i don't know it's the criminal like, also, I just think that that's patently not true when he says he yeah. about the circumstances. I don't think that that's correct. Like, like no. even when, like, there ja. was, like, the allegation. Well, Ja, well, like, so the one thing is, <laughs> I get the, the second, the second Ja thing, but, like, the first time that the Ja thing happened and there was, like, the, the allegation that he had, um, like, brought the gun on, like, a plane or brought it on, like, a team, whatever, right. like, he that was illegally transported it. Yep. Right. That was instantaneous. And then nothing actually ever came of that. Um, right. So what are you talking about, Adam Silver? Like, that's just not true. I don't understand. I don't. And like, again, like, this is just the weirdest place 
for them to suddenly take that stand of like, yeah, hey, we just let the criminal system put like you're going to do that now when like there's potentially a minor involved. Like that's where you really this is the hill you really want to die on, Adam Silver. Yeah, so I, fucking stupid. I don't I mean, he put on his lawyer hat. He was like, I plead the fifth. I you know, we're going to yeah. let this play out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm, no, dude, you're the commissioner of a one of the top four sports leagues in the country, yeah. in the world. Um, mm. You have a, uh, you know, a responsibility, one to your to your customers, to the product, to uh, that family, to the minor, the possible minor, to everyone involved to get this right and be, again, as we've said for the past two weeks, in front of it. And right. he basically just spat in that and was like, mm, we're going to be behind it, actually. We're going to yeah, wait to see, see what's going on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I And he's still playing, and it's still just, you know, business as usual, and we're all going to pretend, and it makes no sense to me at all. Um, Truly. And I and, and th- like we haven't heard anything from the the criminal investigation side of this. Nothing, nothing yeah. new ex- besides there's an investigation, quote unquote. Period. The end. Right. That's all we've heard. Um, I don't know. I don't like. If I'm the NBA, I'm one pressuring the. Not, I mean, like obviously not like telling the cops how to do their job, but pressuring yeah. <laughs> them to be like, hey, we should figure this out sooner rather than what? later. Um, yeah. And also. You you have a conversation as Adam Silver and whoever the governor or GM of OKC is, and be like, "Look, the optics on this are fucking yeah, Sam. Yeah, exactly. I forgot his name for a second because um, I'm upset I have with his autograph. Him. <laughs> you have his address, his autograph. Oh, very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I'm at his house the other day. Yeah, no, I, just I was, was like, like, "Oh, <laughs> do you want to dox him on the pod? We can do that. We can be guys." <laughs> I'm kidding. We we aren't those guys. We ain't gonna do that for, le- for legal purposes. That's a joke. <laughs> um, how did you get Sam Presti's autograph? So I used to always go to when the Thunder came to play the Celtics. I would always go to the game with my brother, and mm. I was I knew every single staff member on the. Uh, thunder like i knew the medical staff i knew the all the coaching staff's names yeah i was like super super obsessed um and we were walking up to our seats and like on the second level of td garden and i'm like my brother it's just my brother and me and i'm like andrew that's sam presti the gm of the thunder he's right there i was too nervous to go up to him so i sent my brother (laughs) up to him and he's like on the phone so my brother interrupts his phone call and is like Hey, I know I'm wearing a Celtics jersey, but my sister over there, she's a really big fan. And I was wearing a shirt with Kevin Durant's face on it also. <laughs> um, and uh, they were, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he signed our ticket. This is back. I mean, this is long enough ago yeah. that we had physical tickets to get into Paper the garden. Tickets. And um, signed my ticket. It's still on my desk right now. <laughs> That's very cool. Right? Um, you should call up your old buddy Sam Presti and talk to him about this whole situation. Yeah, say what the, what the <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, but yeah, no, it's it should be Adam Silver or Sam Presti's job right now to be like, we are nipping this in the bud, and we're going to have him not play until this is figured out. Because then, guess what? It would have been figured out already. We've said this before, mm-hmm. but like, if if you're sitting a player, quote unquote as talented as Josh Giddy, and I'm trying to 
analytically say that because right, right now I I fucking hate I hate this whole aura and everything surrounding him. Yeah, seriously. Um, but if you're going to bench someone that is quote unquote that talented and that important to your team, you get that figured out lickety split. Like they would right. have, they would have had this done. Yeah, if he was hundred percent. But when there are no consequences, what's yeah. the you know? Fuck God, it, we you know. Fuck it, we ball is basically right, what yeah. they're saying. <laughs> right. Who cares about the morals or the the optics of it? No, just who cares, you know? And so it's it's boo. League being we put Carl Malone in the Hall of Fame, so you yep, know. that's true too. NBA, NBA, gonna NBA. This is um, true. Unfortunately, uh, the other topic that I wanted to talk about before we really dive into the in-season tournament, uh, which I've been enjoying, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, Zion Williamson uh, has, you know, I I touched on it last week. And I guess either the news circle is following me or I just have some ESP that knew this was going to be a topic. But uh, Bleacher Report came out with a quote saying that uh, the team is worried and upset with his commitment to dieting and conditioning, um, which is something that we've seen come out in his game. And it's a very interesting topic to dive into, especially in these days. Um, I feel like back like maybe 10, 20 years ago, it'd be a lot easier to be like, oh, this guy's fat. Like, you know, like right. that would that would just be right. how people would uh, yeah. address it. But now, you know, body positivity, uh, you know, your body, your choice, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. I totally respect all that. But when it comes down to winning a basketball game, when it comes down to mm-hmm. the sport that you play to the. When it comes down to the millions of dollars being invested in you and you have uh, coaches, staff, trainers telling you to eat better and to run more and you basically tell them to shove it. Yeah. You're a bad you're a bad teammate. Like I. Yeah. If I'm on if I'm on the Pelicans, I'm pissed. A hundred percent. No. And like that's it is hard, you know, because you like but for me, the the narrow issue is like. I don't care what Zion Williamson looks like. Like that right. doesn't matter to me. Like he can look however he looks, but if your conditioning is not up to par, if you're not performing at your best and more importantly, if you're not like taking the steps that all of your teammates are taking to ensure that like they perform the best and your team performs the best that it possibly can, mm-hmm. then it's like you know, what do you do? Like this is your job it's your job to be the best basketball player that you can be and you're it almost feels like you're actively trying not to be the best basketball player that you can be and yeah i I don't know like that doesn't make sense to me i mean i think that it strictly comes from not a place of arrogance but kind of a place of arrogance but also just like he's so gifted so talented that basketball just kind of comes naturally to him and like this is him not trying quote unquote like uh you know he's he's still playing well he's still the leader of his team on the stats and everything like that and he's like look i'm doing what i got to do why am i going to diet or condition or follow this plan like i'm already the best guy on our team it's like but you could be so much better but right. you could be you could you could up your game you could like i don't know it's just so aggravating to me because you have someone 
on his team, let alone in the league or let alone trying to get in the league, but someone like Jose Alvarado, who was an undrafted player, this guy mm-hmm. grinded. This guy wanted yeah. nothing to do but prove that he could be in the NBA and has put in the work, put in the hours and continues to just do that and continues to try to better his game. And he, you know, has forced his way into being a NBA name that we all know and, you know, kind of respect in the fact that he's hustled. But then on right. the complete opposite side of the end of the spectrum, on his team, we have Zion Williamson, who's just like, I'm just that good, dog. Like, I'm fine. It's like, yeah. but you're sitting in the face of your teammates and the league and everyone right. on the come up. That's And that's, I think that that, like, pisses me off the most. Like, I don't understand how his teammates are. I mean, I guess, like, they're <laughs> sitting there, like, they're sitting there, like, you know, what are they going to do? He is their best player really and like what do they you know they 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 still need him as he is right now and so like but i would be fuming inside like oh, yeah. i would just be livid all the time that i'm out here doing the best that i can and this guy who has the ability to elevate his game with some simple conditioning some simple diet uh differences that will better his game and he's like fuck you nope it just seems silly to me number one and it just i even if we're sitting here talking how aggravated we are about it like i can't imagine his teammates i cannot imagine it i'd be livid i no i mean they have to be they have to be like you look at someone like like i said jose alvarado who's grinded to get to the nba you look at someone like cj mccollum who for most of his career was paired with dame and tried and tried and tried to make the Dame and CJ show work and, you know, get a playoff and get a ring and everything like that. And eventually it broke for CJ. He was like, I got to go. I have to leave the trailblazers and go to a team where I think I can compete and get to the next level. And he goes to the Pelicans. He goes to the team with the young Zion and with Brandon Ingram. And he's like, this is my second chance at being a playoff contender. This is my second chance at, you know, really going for the ring. And then to like give all that up, to give up being Dame's partner in crime, to give all that up, to try and redo it somewhere else and then have the young star look at you and be like, well, you're a wily vet, but I don't really give a shit. I'm selfish. I'm going to do what I got to do. And also, like, it's not even about like, yes, it will elevate Zion's game, but maybe, you know, they're working out for your best interest. Maybe they want you to be healthier down the road. Maybe they want your longevity. Maybe they want, you know. It's not like they're telling you something that's going to be harmful or detrimental to you. It's literally dieting and conditioning. It's only going to make your life better. <laughs> like the, the conditioning part of it, I'm like, that's part of being a basketball player is that that's, you should be working out. It's a job be... requirement. <laughs> right. Like that's that's the whole point. Like it, it's, you know, it's it's one thing if it has nothing to do with your job, but like your career is being an athlete, yep. which involves like exercise and (laughs) right but like it's not enough to like just get out there and and do it but he seems to think that that's that's all that's required of him and i just feel like it is totally that slap in the face it's totally like i just i guess when i'm like thinking about it and you know like we said at the top of this that like it's a it's a it's an it's a tough conversation to have because you want to you know toe the line of like you're not shaming him for you know how whatever but 
I am shaming him for his lack of remorse and lack of like yeah. care for for his teammates and his team. It's it's just it seems stupid to not want to elevate your game. Like, don't you want to be a better player? I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. Does he no. maybe that's do you think that he thinks it's not gonna make him better? I don't know. I think really honestly, it boils down to he is young. Uh, he was touted so highly as a draft pick. He was the the media gassed him up and you know blew up his spotlight when he was in college. He was the next coming of quote unquote LeBron, which we keep hearing, and I am so sick of hearing. But like when you get this kind of coverage and this kind of spotlight and all this, I think that he thinks he is larger than life. I think that he thinks that his talent, no matter what, will shine through whatever he wants to do or uh, whatever the team wants him to do. And I think it's it's just a selfish, arrogant stance where he's like, look, man, I am a top 20 basketball player, period, the end. And it's like, but you could be top 10 right now. You could be you could be in the MVP race if you really wanted to try. If you went crazy, if he went balls to the wall and just like got in the and like, look at JT, JT. From year in and year out, keeps get adding muscle, keeps you know upping yeah. his diet, his exercise, oh everything God. like that, and he knows it's going to make him a better basketball player, and it, it shows on paper every year. JT stats go up on average. Every single stat goes up on average because he's working on his body, he's working on his form, he's working on his discipline. You can look at the league; everyone around you, Zion, is is doing what the team asks of them or going out on their own and bettering themselves in dieting. And uh, even Ant, Anthony Edwards was like, yeah, like I may be like a skinny, like, you know, small guy, but I love like fast food. And I realized this off season that I can't just be killing fast food. It's going to slow me down on the court. And he right. like owned that. And look how much better Ant is playing this year compared to last year. It's like, it's that simple. It's it, it's I don't like that's what I don't get. It's like such a simple understanding of like, OK, these things are not necessarily good for you. And if, you know, you you cut some crap food out and you do a little bit more, you know, in the gym besides just weightlifting, because that's what Zion wants. He just weightlifts like I've seen him in the gym. He's just pumping iron. And I'm like, cool, you're going to be a big brolic guy. That's awesome. You are super muscular. I'll give you credit for that. But when you've got. And hats off to Chuck because I thought I was the only one watching Zion bumble down the court. But Chuck literally in the middle of a TNT coverage was like, I've been counting and he has sprinted one time this game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Chuck, I don't get yeah. it either. He's lazily just kind of, you know, running, not even running, jogging around the court, walking from, you know, side to side. He, he looks lazy. He looks lethargic. And it's like, that's yep. not going to help your team ever. It's just not. Right. And I don't know. It's and like, it's such a spit in the face because of how much talent he has because right. of how much raw untapped talent. And he just thinks that he's like, well, it'll just unlock itself. No, dude, you got to put the work in. You got to put the effort in. It's not just going to come to you. Like Classic I, do, some do kid mentality. <laughs> um, and also, like, I, I see it as, like, a, a slap in the face, too, to, like, the team staff that, like, you know, like, every team oh, has, yeah. like, nutritionists and, like, trainers and people that work hard to 
you know, provide these yep. options and these plans fit tailored for every player. And he's like, no, go, you know, fuck that. I don't care about that work that, that we pay y'all to do and that you yeah. work hard to do. No. And it's, and you're right. It's not just like, it's like a, a team wide thing. It's like, no, these uh, trainers, these physicians, everything on the staff, they are looking at each player differently. They are going through, they are doing their due diligence and they are like, okay, if you do this, this, and this, you will elevate. It's not going to be the same thing for CJ. It's not going to be the same thing for Jonas Valanciunas. It's not going to be the same thing for Jose Alvarado. But if you do this, this, and this, we will, we will make you MVP caliber. We will make you like, we see on paper what you can be and we want the best for you. And that's what it really is. It's like, they want the best for the team. They want the best for Zion and they want the best for, you know, themselves in the sense that I'm quote unquote, the physician or the trainer that got him on the right path. They want to have him on the right path. They want the success. It's not like they're trying to be like, Hey man, you can't do, they're not like, they're not his parent. They're not like, right. You, you better cut it out. Zion. They're like, no man, like this would be great for everybody. This would be super beneficial to everyone in the room. Yeah. If I if I'm his agent, I'm in his ear. I honestly don't know how his agent has let him do this and and talk to the. I mean, he hasn't spoken to, but like the reports suggest that he's been kind of like fu attitude to right the the whole staff at uh you know when it comes to this sort of thing. If I'm his agent, I'm fucking pissed. I'm like, this oh, is gonna yeah. cost you. This is gonna cost you money. It's gonna cost you reputation it's gonna cost it's gonna cost me money as the agent (laughs) this is gonna hurt my bottom line and my commission yeah so i mean it's uh it's just such a weird situation i don't know i like i can't think of another time that we've like seen anything like this or a player so like vehemently not doing what his team is trying to get him to do to be better like the only other example i can think of and this is a little more it's, it's definitely different because this was more fuck you, I want out. But James Harden purposely wasn't conditioning. James sure, Harden was yeah. purposely eating trash because he knew if he thickened up and he, you know, he looked lethargic and he looked lazy and he looked, you know, not in his best shape, that the Rockets would trade him, that the Nets would trade him, that Philly would trade. Like he he's done this. James Harden has done this yeah. as a ploy to get out of the situation he doesn't want to be in. But right. Zion seems happy in New right. Orleans. There's so nothing it's to suggest, like... <laughs> yeah, that he's trying to get out of it. I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, it, it, as we say with James Harden, it makes other teams not want you if they think this right. is how you're going to act. Like, you're not helping your case here. No, you're building a case against yourself, essentially, because now you're going to be the guy that they know towards the tail end of your, uh, for James Harden's case, towards the tail end of your contract. If you don't want to be here, you're going to fuck us over until we get rid of you. Yeah, Um, literally. Now Zion's kind of writing that script himself in the sense that I'm really, really good at basketball, but I'm not going to do anything to get better. So deal with me. And so, yeah. I guess it boils down to, do you think that New Orleans, do you think this is a a issue enough? Because we've heard about it probably for like the last few years, uh, but really seems to be coming to a head now. But is it enough that New Orleans says we have to move on? 
or we need to go a different direction or we need to get someone in here that really gives a fuck and move you to a team that won't care if you want to do what you're doing. I mean, yeah, maybe. And, and I wouldn't blame them. Number one and number two, like you could reasonably expect pretty good capital in return. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, a team will, I think, give up a lot. I mean, because then I, I, you have to think that there are there are general managers, you know, doing the thing that people do when they are ignoring red flags and being like, "I can fix yeah. him." You know, like <laughs> they're out there thinking, like, you know what? Maybe we can get him to change if we provide mm-hmm. him with this certain culture. We're gonna make it better. Um, and I think teams do that with James Harden too. They're like, we're going to be different. We're going to be the yep. team that we love so much that this isn't going to happen. Um, so I do think that they could potentially get, you know, a pretty good return, um, on him. So I don't know, but that window's closing, you know, the worse that this gets, the harder it's going to be to sell him for yeah. something good. Um, yeah, no, I saw somewhere that someone was saying, uh, and obviously it was a hypothetical, but they're like, what if uh, the Bulls and the Pelicans traded one for one Zach Levine for Zion Williamson? And I was like, I don't know who wins or loses that trade. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of an I mean, it's almost even like even though like Zion is better and theoretically and has a higher ceiling technically right as a higher ceiling if this is where he's gonna choose to stay i might take a hard-working zach levine over that you know mm-hmm. especially if if you know if the team is unhappy with zion and that's the other thing you have to like is it hurting team morale is it making other players more frustrated and and at which point do you say okay we gotta look out for the rest of the team here and right. and move him Right, because you can't keep Zion on the roster if it's going to make everyone, all other players on the roster, go. I want to leave. I want. I don't want to play with him. I need to go. Um, please send me literally anywhere. I don't want to play yeah. with him. Um, yeah. Which it, it. I mean, I wouldn't blame any player on the Pelicans if that was their stance. If I was, especially if I'm someone like CJ McCollum, I know I keep landing on him, but just because he's older, because he's a veteran. Um, you know, he's been around the league. And if I was a veteran in this league and I saw some young gun just being like, I'm my shit don't stink. I'm too hot. Whatever. I'll do whatever I want. I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I am too old. I am too tired. I want to get a ring. I'm not doing it with this kid. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Get me out of here. Yeah, I know. I, I do feel bad for CJ. I like CJ McCollum and, and I feel like he's tried, uh, you know, to put himself in a position where he can, you know, be on a winning team. So mm-hmm. you want to see players like that succeed, but it's hard when your star player is not cooperating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it also doesn't help. Like I, I have no read on Brandon Ingram. I have no, I can't like that guy is just stone face. I have no idea what his emotions are. I have no idea how he feels about everything in this situation. Like yeah. <laughs> he's just I mean, the other, he's the other star on the team, but like, I have no idea what his vibes are. <laughs> and that, I mean, you got to give it to the Pelicans or whoever within the organization that is keeping every other player on the team shut up about it. Like, because mm-hmm. how bad of a look is it if like a player on the team comes out and is like, I really hate that he's doing this. I wish that he would not. On the one hand, you'd think maybe that would get him to budge on it. But on the other hand, right. it's like that looks 
bad. You know, it looks bad for your team. But you also don't know, like maybe behind closed doors, every other player or some other players are telling him like Zion, come on, man. Like just buy in, buy in. Like we are so good. You are so good. We are right there. Cause like they aren't a bad team. And I know like we're talking about this, like, you know, it's detrimental to his game. It is and it isn't. I think that Zion has the capability and the ceiling to be a top five player in the game if he executes yep. everything correctly, if he, you know, works on everything. Um, but he's got the talent. He just needs yeah. to buy in. And I think that. And, and finally being healthy, like, you know, we've, we were yep. saying at the beginning of the year, like that's been a really big detriment to him is just not being healthy. And now he finally is like healthy in the sense of like not injured, injured right now. And yeah. seems to be not knock on wood not getting injured anytime soon and and those like older injuries aren't nagging him and so then it's like here you go this is your chance to to show that you are everything that people hyped you up to be um yeah i mean yeah you have to imagine that the team is is behind closed doors is is frustrated and angry they're all punching the air they have to be (laughs) like there's just no way yeah i mean and that's the thing is like they have guys who have winning culture built into them like i said jose alvarado like i said cj mccollum like i said jonas valenciunas i mean trey murphy and herbert jones like you have like they have such a nice balance and this is kind of why like i get upset about the whole zion thing is because the pelicans are such this interesting team where they have enough old guys and young guys where they're like at the the crusp that's not the word maybe it cusp there we go at the cusp (laughs) <laughs> I like crust better though. I like that. I was, I was thinking like crust like pizza, but it's not. Crust <laughs> like pizza. Zion's got me thinking about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're at the cusp of you know, make or break. You know, being a playoff contender on average yeah. almost every year. They have that kind of roster, but then when your yeah. leader, because this is who he's supposed to be, the leader of your team, the quote unquote most talented guy on your team seems to not give a fuck that sucks for everyone in the room sucks for the fans and it's not good for the nba because if we take it out of the internal issues with the pelicans and everything like that if we take it outside of zion now you have kids who are looking up to zion being like i'm gonna eat mcdonald's and go to my aau game or i'm gonna you know, not do these sprints and tell my coach to fuck off or I'm not like it. It People are sponges, especially when it comes to athletes and it comes to superstars and it comes to big names. And if you want to influence the up and coming stars and the up and coming, you know, next people in the league, this isn't how you do it. Discipline, regimen, you know, integrity. That's what you want to preach. And it is a bad look for not just the NBA, because like I, you know, this is an internal issue for the Pelicans really alone, but yep. He's one of those guys that has that kind of influence. Kids want to be Zion. Kids want to be that yep. big, beefy, angry, like, you know, he's I love old school basketball in the paint. And he's like one of the last surviving members of that collection. Yeah, And he could bring it back and he could be that guy. And like, that's also why I'm so upset about it. Cause I'm like, you could bring back angry paint basketball. 
you know okay this this is a good segue into i had this huge <laughs> fight with was not a fight but i had this huge argument with a guy yesterday mm-hmm. and about what we always talk about about the old style of the big man and how yep. it's changed he has the theory this guy that i was talking to has the theory that it's coming back he thinks that we're bringing it back. I think we're getting further away. Do you God, not mm. think that's? I literally said to him, I said, "Do you want to come on the podcast and fight about this?" Because <laughs> I was about it on the podcast, yeah, because I think we're getting away from it. There are so few of those true. And like he was like trying to bring like, well, Jokic. And I'm like, no, Jokic is a great example Jokic of how it's not the example. same yeah. anymore. <laughs> like, to be fair, Jokic can do everything and whatever he wants, but right. like that's the stretch that we're talking about here. Anyway, and I was like, I mean, like Al Horford, but now that he's brought in the three ball, he's getting again, we're stretching it out again. Like, I that's my take. So if you're listening, guy, fuck you, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, as someone, you fight who about passionately, yeah, as someone who passionately loves, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal, the, the Ben yeah. Wallace, the, you know, the big, angry attacking the basket. DeAndre Jordan style basketball, like get in there, slam the ball, elbow people like the one. The rules are are fading away from that being even possible. Um, You know, that's just been something that Adam Silver has talked about and kind of, you know, been very flaky about. He's like, you know, I I do miss the intensity of the game, but. We're not going to do anything about it, basically. I'm like, you don't fuck you out. You don't miss shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But I do think that <clears throat> if you want to look at where we're going, look at the young guys. Uh, Tatum is technically a power forward. Uh, Chet Holmgren is technically a power forward center. Uh, Wemby right. is a center. <laughs> like uh, Christoph Porzingis is a center. Like these guys yep. are tall, string bean, lanky, spread the the court kind of guys. Can yep. they get in the paint? Yes. But are they bumping bodies and? slamming home no they're not it, it's right. not like that um it's not a steven think, adams type you know no there are there's no more steven adams types there's no more even draymond types there's no yep. dennis andrew rodman Bogut. prototypes no andrew bogut's there's no guys who are like really getting in there i think your one of your best examples is i don't know maybe like a mitchell robinson but he sucks at everything except for rebounds like that's <laughs> that's it <laughs> he is pretty bad like he's he's really good at getting like ten to fifteen rebounds a game, but besides yeah. that, he's not bumping, grinding anything. Right. Um, yeah, you're just, seeing it, so much more of the Chris Bosh, <clears throat> and even yeah. he was more an in the paint guy. But now we're getting even further from that. Like it well, just feels that's like the crazy every... part. Right. That's like the crazy that part. we used to like think Chris about. Bosch, we were like, oh my god, he's changing the game. It's like we look at Chris Bosh now. He's like so old school. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, he actually was old school. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy. But you're right with like Zion, like potentially being like a a type to be in the paint, but also I mean, like he he has a great um you know vision of the court. He has great yep. playmaking abilities. Um, and it just you put it all together, and it would be great in theory but here we are talking about this exactly instead of talking about how insane zion's 40 point game with 20 rebounds and nah, i won't give him 10 assists but like five assists <laughs> like 
but like he could be that guy. He could be like a right. like a crazy like I'm not gonna call him Shaq, but like a Shaq 2.0, a modern yeah. day prototype of what right. that was in the league. He would have to, you know, go against the rules and go against everything that's you know stacked up against him, but he could do it. He really, really could. And it's so annoying because all I want to see is that kind of success out of the guy. And I think everyone around him and everyone who likes him all want that too. And he's just like, middle fingers to the world. Fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> don't you think, like, if I were him, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I can't put myself in his in his position. Like, <sighs> I would want people to not be talking about it. Like, I would want to do it just so that people yeah. would stop talking about it and would focus on, like, my game. You know what I mean? But the fact yep. that now everybody's just talking about this, like, on their podcasts, in their articles, in their tweets. Yeah. Like, I would be like, okay, I'm going to do this because... I don't like this being the conversation that people are having about me, you know? Well, it's also like, and I, and I love Shaq and I love Chuck, but like they were kind of, you know, the guys that had to deal with this kind of conversation and this kind of coverage before, yep. you know, Chuck for the longest time. I mean, again, oh, yeah. it was the eighties and nineties. They called Chuck. A, they still call Chuck a fat ass. Like that is the running yeah. joke. And like right. Chuck just cut a whole bunch of weight. And even so, he's still, you know, dealing with like, you know, them ragging on him. But that's, you know, brothers and commentary right. and blah, blah, blah. But like you can you can get in front of it. Like if, if if Chuck is being your ally and saying like, hey, man, I've been down this road. You can avoid it. Maybe yep. you should listen to Chuck. Shaq's yeah, been down real. this road. Shaq went from being. 9% body fat to then being Shaq on the Celtics and like you know yeah. there's a transition there <laughs> right as much as I love Celtics Shaq if he was conditioned if he was healthy he probably could have had another couple years in the NBA but yeah he was in the twilight of his career and that's fine but you're at the beginning of your career Zion you are at the the, the start you are at the mm. very very beginning of your I don't even think you're close to peaking so right why not get right why not you know figure it out before you have a decline because <laughs> if he tries to figure this out later it's it, it doesn't work that's not how the body works that's not how athleticism works there will be a hill that ends up you know being the the decline of your career get ahead right. of it be yeah. smart like just be smart give yeah. a shit please care literally that's what it comes down to <laughs> pretend just pretend, pretend that you care <laughs> literally just just all right like just even so just be like i'll give it a shot like even if you got ahead of it and yeah. like i'll i'll you know what i'll buy in for a little bit if you don't like it if it doesn't work then that's a whole different thing but for him to be like this guy that's just like no i'm me i'm doing it my way fuck everyone else it's like yeah Ah, it's so infuriating. <laughs> yep. Yep. But that's all I have to say on it. I can't keep it's beating a dead horse at this point. Like Zion, yeah. you're on your own. Figure it out. Or yeah. New Orleans. I I I do not uh envy the position that you are in. It has to right. be so fury infuriating to have your your one. It's not even like he's a one A or one B. He is the one on that team. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not buying in. So if they move him or if they, you know, and they, and like you said, they could get a King's ransom right now. It's, right. it's one. There's plenty of teams that would just be like, have everything. We'll take Zion on. I don't care. Yep. 
So I would not fault New Orleans for moving on. Nope. Um, but it's 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 sad. It's it's annoying. It's sad. It's you know something that we don't want to talk about. Like I don't give a shit. Eat what you want to eat. Work out how you want to work out. Be whoever you want to be. But at the end of the day, when your job is being physically fit, right. yeah. <laughs> you gotta do your job right. That's in the do- that's in the description. <laughs> it's very clearly like probably like the second line of the contract. Yeah. Hey man, keep your fitness up. <laughs> For real. But whatever, you know, not not our kid, not our problem <laughs> over here in Celtics land. We, yeah, not we my circus, guys. not my monkeys. Yep, we got we got guys buying in over here in uh, in in Boston, so we're good. Um, but uh, let's see, do we want to go IST? IST, let's go IST. IST, let's do a little IST action. The in season tournament, you know, yeah. Adam Silver's brainchild. As he's navigating everything else. <laughs> should be worried about a different child. Am I mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he should be. But he's not. Um, nope. So the IST... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the bracket officially kicked off. We had group play for the last few weeks. The bracket kicked off with uh, eight teams. We had the Lakers versus the Suns. The Pelicans versus the Kings. The Bucks versus the Knicks and the Pacers versus the Celtics. Uh, the Lakers unfortunately won uh, against the Suns, which is what Grace wanted. <laughs> um, they beat the Suns 106 to 103. The Pelicans beat the Kings uh, 127 to 117. The Bucks beat the Knicks 146 to 122. And the Pacers beat the Celtics 122 to 112. Oh. Boo. Um, it was a good game, though. I, w- I want to talk about you know the Celtics was- game first, obviously, because um, this was the quarterfinals and we've also already had the semifinals. But the Celtics versus Pacers game was one of those games where the Celtics never quit. The Celtics didn't play bad. It was really just a perfect storm of Tyrese Halliburton having his first ever triple double with no turnovers as well. Best game of his career. And our old buddy Aaron Nesmith playing out of his fucking head. Like, come on, man. (laughs) I was watching that game and I was like, are you the, the guy that. The little piece that we gave up to get Malcolm Brogdon is now kicking our ass in this in-season tournament. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, not even mad about it. Congratulations, yeah. Aaron Nesmith. Like, you know, I want to. I, I'm one of those guys where if you're like a role player or a bench guy that leaves the Celtics and you go somewhere else, I hope you have success. I have no ill will, unless you were a piece of shit. But yeah. you weren't Aaron Nesmith. I. It was nice to see him square up against jb and jt i looked at it and i was like oh my god it's like practice from two years ago it's so cute yeah and then he would score and i was like god i fucking hate you (laughs) yeah fuck (laughs) it went from being cute to really fucking annoying real quick (laughs) um yeah tough it it was a tough game but like you know i'm not mad about it i'm not upset about it 
Um, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're not in the IST anymore. Oh, my God, the Celtics, blah, blah, blah. You know, the sky is falling, fans, as they are. Um, at the end of the day, we got eliminated from the IST. It's just a regular season loss. There's nothing deeper than that. Whatever. Luke Cornett's not going to get that extra $500,000 to pay off his mortgage. Whatever. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Um, but at the end of the day, it literally is just a loss in the regular season column. We pack up, we move on. Um, but for the Pacers, it's a little different for the Pacers. They are a young team figuring it out and rolling. And you know what? As much as I, you know, don't like seeing teams beat our team when a team shows up like that and kind of makes a statement, cause it was a, it was a punch for punch game. And then in the fourth quarter, they kind of just turned it on and ran away with it. And that's fine because they wanted it more. And you know what? At the end of the game, whoever wants the win more is going to win the game. And that's what happened in that game. Yeah. Plain it, plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, especially like a good statement win for them, I think, because obviously the last time they played the Celtics, they weren't fully healthy, but they got rolled over, you know, lost by almost 50. So, I mean, if, if I'm the Pacers, like this is a good win a, because these are our, you know, these are going to be our enemies in the East. Like we're, we're a team that wants to prove that we can succeed and go into the playoffs and, and be a, a contender. Um, you know, this is the team that we're going to have to contend with. So it, it was good to see that for them. And I, I mean, I like Halliburton. So I, I, I think yep. that it was cool that he did that. He seems like a, a, a good dude. So I appreciated uh, that he was um, killing it out there. I also saw this very endearing video of um, Miles Turner saying, did you see this? Like the video about Legos, how he said, I don't play with Legos. I build Legos. And then no, he I didn't see about how, yeah, he'll like three or four hours a day. He'll listen to music, put on a show and he'll build Legos, um, which was very okay. endearing. And I loved it. Um, but, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's been a lot, it's been a lot of years since the Pacers were, you know, back in, you know, when they called George <laughs> and it was them against the Heat always, it felt like in the East. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, you know, new kids on the block, maybe they have this opportunity to do something cool. So I, I mean, I'm rooting for them, obviously, against the Lakers. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I, I just think that it's, it's, it, w- it was a good win for them, and I appreciated that. I do think the Celtics played really well. Obviously, like not having Porzingis is never going to help, especially when he lights right. it up like he did yesterday. Right. Um, so you know, but I think it's they're going to be a good team and a team to beat if they keep you know as long as they're not hitting their peak too early, which I don't think they are. Like they are going to be a tough team to beat, and that's that's something I'm okay with because I think it builds character, and you know. Sucks not winning the inaugural IST, whatever. But if that's the we'll team we're losing okay. to, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be all right with it. So, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Go Pacers. I mean, like, you never want to lose a regular season game. You never want to lose a, a quote-unquote playoff game. You never want to lose whatever this inaugural IST, yeah. <laughs> whatever you – like, I don't know how to label it. Um, yeah. But – you know, if you're going to lose to anyone, you want to lose to the team that seems like they're on the up and up, that seems like they're yep. figuring it out, that seems like they're going to be moving into this new era of Pacer basketball, which yep. is cool. 
I like seeing the success of other teams. I don't want it to only be Celtics versus Heat, Celtics versus Bucks, Celtics versus Celtics Sixers. Versus Magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's his own whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a weird fucking voodoo bullshit. Fucking, yep. Yeah. <laughs> But like the, you know, you don't want to see the same four teams at the top of the East forever. Right. You want to see it yeah. shake up. You want to see new people, you know, come to the scene. And like, you know, honestly, kind of like the magic, the Pacers are, you know, on the up and up this year. They're really kind of figuring it out. They're really surprising some people. And it's good to see. It's good for basketball. Um, but yeah, I, I they end up there are teams I hate, you know, there are teams I hate yeah. and don't, don't want to see succeed ever. Uh, and so this is a team that I don't hate. I, I like the Pacers. I think that they're, they're a good team and I like the players on the team. So, I mean, got to yeah. give it to them. Yeah, no, I mean like you can't not like Halliburton. You can't yeah. not like uh, miles Turner, you know, uh, it also an endearing thing. I don't know if you've been seeing, uh, Halliburton's dad on the sideline, but he is no. one of the cutest fathers in the league. He's dad just this older awesome. guy, always wearing like a Halliburton t-shirt or sweater or something. Oh my God. He's got his phone out filming like he's like 85. Like just like, 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 <laughs> it's, like it's like his kid's AAU game. Like as oh, yeah. not being like oh, exactly. That's so cute. I love he's that. He's treating it like it is the first time that Halliburton has ever stepped on the court and has yeah. success. And I'm like, bro, your kid's in the NBA. Like, and like, you know, you know, he's taking that home and like showing people and showing oh, his yeah. friends on his phone. And all of his friends are probably like, yeah, we watched the highlights. Actually, we saw. It. Yeah, dude, we saw this on YouTube. We don't need to watch your your shaky, you know, phone camera footage. <laughs> but I love it. You know, I, I'm all for it. Um, so then that was the quarterfinals. Uh Going to the semifinals, it was Lakers versus Pelicans, Indiana versus Bucks. Uh, Indiana beat the Bucks uh, in you know decent fashion, beat them by nine, one hundred twenty-eight to one nineteen. But the Lakers, my God! And so this is where I kind of love the IST in the fact that the Lakers won, beat the shit out of the Pelicans, one thirty-three yeah. <laughs> to eighty-nine. They did not um, look good. No, that game. Thirty-nine-year-old LeBron James was popping off, just hitting logo distance three-pointers, which he just doesn't do. He's hitting ice in his veins. Like LeBron was having the time of his life. <coughs> and now we have the finals tonight. Uh, it'll be yesterday for you guys when the episode drops, so you'll know the you know the end-all, be-all of the IST. But uh, you kind of get this interesting dichotomy of the up and up pacers and the old school lebron james led lakers playing for this in-season tournament trophy the cup this five hundred thousand dollars per player um and i love it i love to see old basketball versus new basketball in a in a, a tight matchup in a and, I, and that's what i want i just want a good basketball game you know i do want the pacers to win because fuck la but Yep. As long as it's a good game, I'm fine with whatever the result is. <coughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, the whole, like, not only the game itself, which is going to be good. Um, oh, like but the also, 
Sarah yeah, the theatrics Mooney. of it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you know like when they give the the MVP of the IST and mm-hmm. when they uh, hand over the trophy. Uh, I think that that'll be good and entertaining. Did you see the video of uh, Damian Lillard touching the trophy? Yes. Or, Don't touch it. <laughs> and everybody was commenting like he wouldn't know what to do around a trophy. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Larry retweeted that video. Great. <laughs> um, but like it was Dame's just just touching the trophy and they're like oh you shouldn't do that and he's like i'm gonna touch it again and they're like yeah it's bad luck and then they get they end up losing to indy it's like mm, good sorry dude um it's awesome it is awesome um i'm excited i'm excited to see you know i'm sure they're going to have you know a pre-game concert because they've been doing that uh yeah for for the last few games i'm sure they're gonna have some uh halftime whatever um adam silver is going to come out and get booed because that's how this works <laughs> um but you know it's been an interesting little experiment it's been a, a kind of exciting new thing to add to the league this year you know uh it definitely has upped the intensity of december basketball which i yeah. appreciate because and i think that that was the goal yeah it was to make it so that you know okay we're in the quote unquote middle we're not really not but in the middle of the season you know going into right before uh the all-star break and everything like that and you know basketball can kind of just get you know humdrum uh run of the mill we're you know just doing our job show up play the game blah 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 the intensity in these games though has been I, they've been saying it on the, uh, the the announcing teams, the commentary teams have been saying playoff level. I won't go that far. Yeah, <laughs> I won't go that far. <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, more intense than a regular in season yeah. game. But definitely more intense than a regular season game. Definitely uh, a lot more, uh, you know, hustle, uh, tenacity, and that's always good. I'm always, you know, for upping the product, upping the quality of the game. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's come out with its own storylines. It's come out with, you know, uh, Halliburton being, you know, this guy that is changing a whole team, a whole franchise. Uh, you got damn near 97-year-old LeBron still surging. <laughs> <laughs> still going crazy. Um, you got he's un- he is unreal. He's like any <sighs> unlike any player. It makes no sense. It just makes zero goddamn just, sense. The 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 athletic ability of a person who is that age is just it's beyond me. I mean, I'm always like impressed. Like my mother runs like mm. ha- like marathons a lot, and I'm always good like, for her. You're right. Her, <laughs> yeah, like her goal was to run one in every decade of her life uh, after life. Uh, okay, like, ma'am. Yeah, I know, right? So now, like, she's in her fifties and she's running marathons, and I'm like that's crazy and then i look at lebron i'm like that's crazy like that's insane like i if i can even walk a mile when i'm (laughs) i'll be be in great shape (laughs) yeah no i mean like uh if you look at i know people and i love tom brady but like you look at tom brady being like i'm 45 playing the in the nfl still while I love and respect Tom Brady, it is not the same as being 39 and playing basketball. It is yep. not the same as running up and down the court for 48 minutes. It is not the same as ball handling. Think and like 
the way they framed it uh, the other day when they were playing the Pelicans was a really good way to say it. It's like LeBron has been playing this game for 20 years now. He is thinking and seeing the court at such a different level. Like he doesn't have like it's all second nature now. Yeah, it is literally just as long as his body can keep up. Everything else is second nature and it's keeping up, you know, and it's keeping up. And that's the crazy part. And you got to give it to him, too. Like, I think that we fail to appreciate, like, I'm sure it is with a lot of players as they, you know, go through their career. But you have to imagine for him, especially playing for as long as he has now in the league, like, he has witnessed the whole changing of the game that we're always, that we're here talking about. And, like, the, the shifting role of the center and the 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 shooting game changing entirely with like Steph Curry and them and and so he's done it and the fact that he's still like adapted to be like every single time he will move yep. with the game and continue to do LeBron things insanity truly insanity truly ins- I mean like we've gone through like you said we've gone through eras like LeBron went yeah. from being a slashing dunking attacking basketball player to being a small ball center to yeah. being a point forward to being a all-around player like he has had so many different dynamic roles as a basketball player just himself let alone the changing minutiae of the game and everything like that and it's just like he keeps up he he puts in the hey zion he puts in the work he keeps up (laughs) it's crazy it's it's absolutely crazy to see someone at that age just I mean, not even no, I can't even say keeping up. He's in the MVP conversation. And I, you know, oh. I've been giving him shit for the last two weeks for being in the MVP conversation. After watching him the other night, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah you believe you you belong in the top ten still. Yeah. You are still and, LeBron James. <laughs> and hey, I mean, like well, there was another funny thing, but like now if he could add a uh, an IST championship to his belt before he retires, if he ever yeah. retires, like that's fun. Did you see though somebody tweeted like would this if he loses the IST championship, would this take him out of the GOAT conversation? What the I, fuck are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> I what did want to date tweet was that? Like, are you kidding me? Are we being for real right now? How does winning or losing the IST affect LeBron's GOAT conversation? It doesn't. Shut the fuck up! It fucking <laughs> doesn't. It is the, it was created this year, and it's cool, yeah. and it is what it is, but, like, if he wins it, it doesn't help him. If he can, loses can, it, it doesn't hurt him. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, like, 10 years from now, they're sitting and talking about <laughs> LeBron and Michael Jordan, assuming LeBron's not in the league still, but they're talking right. about LeBron <laughs> and Michael Jordan, and they're like, but, you know... He didn't win that first IST. I, I, I can't say that he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, yeah, come like, on. come on. LeBron didn't win that IST, so guess he can't be the goat. Like, yeah, the Jesus Christ. What? You mean the the doing? random tournament that lasted for three years in the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Adam. If it works, it works. Let's keep it in the league. But well, do you want? Would you like to continue seeing it, like the the IST going forward? As of right now. As yep. of what I've seen from the product and as I've, you know, I think it's a good thing. I like it. Um, I do think that the courts, because I, I, you know, picked up watching it a little bit more uh, after watching both Tatum and JB complain about the courts, but I have seen other players slip. Um, let's stop being dumb. We don't need to, you know, have all this like bells and whistles and I get it. It's the, it's the inaugural season. Fine. Next yep. year. 
let's get away from the weird fucking courts and the weird fucking paint and the whatever. Right. Keep it keep it safe for the players. Uh, we don't I, need to go I, all out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine with just keeping the regular courts. If you want to have a different jersey that's like special yeah. and cool, that's fine. But the regular courts would be fine for it. Maybe maybe you put on the you know on the baseline like in season tournament or whatever yep. like slap that's a cool. sticker on there fine right, that's cool you want a little insignia somewhere of the fucking trophy like that's cool with me but right uh, like they don't change the whole court for the finals what are we doing for this ist true that's true <laughs> uh that's so they just valid. put finals in cursive somewhere right. on the court that's yeah. all we need yeah i think that especially when i'm sitting there watching the caught when the when the Celtics were playing the Pacers I'm like this is the most insufferable yeah. <laughs> court I've ever fucking seen it's so much worse when you're looking at it I'm when like you have this, to watch it for a full game and you're like oh this my sucks. god although you know what I you know what I did see that made me I was like well okay maybe the uh, in-season tournament courts aren't that bad I saw some I don't know if it was Stanford or uh, Washington or Oregon some you know state over there um pacific northwest <laughs> area had like i thought it, i thought that it was um like special effects like Green on screen. just for the camera but mm -hmm. there were like it was on the court like trees like an outline of trees like oh it was so disorienting just to look at i could not even oh, imagine okay. playing on it um, and that made me be like, okay, as long as we don't do that, maybe it's not as bad. Like it yeah, was as long as we don't have awful. random graphic t-shirt designs on the court. I'm okay. Yeah, real. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like if we, we dumb it down a little bit more and, you know, just keep it a little, Hey Adam, keep it simple, stupid. Um, real. just, you know, have the IST. We don't need these weirdo courts. We can have new jerseys. We don't need new jerseys either way. I'm fine with it. If we're going to do new jerseys next year, let's make them a little bit better, please. So I don't have. Oh, so Ooh, what? Ooh. I'm showing you. Oh, is this the Pacific this the Northwest? It's, or it's Oregon. So I was I was okay. correct, actually, that it's a Pacific Northwest team. Turn it this way. Sponsored by Patagonia. Literally. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Right? Yeah. If you guys are out there, look up the Oregon, Oregon Ducks yep. court. Yep. Like that's, that's awful. That's fucking bad. That's how do you even see on that? Like, I don't know. That's gotta I be disorienting for the players, too. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, like, and I that's why I was like, I was like, maybe it's just you know special effects, but like even in this, you can see the reflection in the tree part. So yeah. like it's, <laughs> it's the real deal. It's like, there. It, it's on the court. Yeah, I'd be losing my mind, but yeah, I'm 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 good if we do the IST. I mean, I think that that's a good. This was sort of you know the first year they're they're figuring out the kinks and and yep. working what finding it what works best and probably like they always do they'll make some changes you know going forward. You know what I was wondering? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Like, let's say the Celtics had won, would they and they had made it to the the, the championship? Would they have still played in like yesterday's game? And no, then, no, they would not have. So. The reason that uh, the Celtics played yesterday is because both them and the Knicks lost in the quarterfinals. So they mm. had scheduled because this week was like blocked off for the IST. Yeah. Um, so they had it scheduled. That's why there was like 26 games last night. Yeah. Or, uh, 26. I'm sorry. 26 teams played last night. 13 <laughs> games. games. <laughs> yeah, we, we added teams. We're just like, fuck it. Two, two, two teams. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that's why they had 
they were basically like, okay, we're going to do the IST in the beginning of the week, and then we're going to have everyone else play, and then we're going to have the finals. Um, so basically, uh, I'm pretty sure the Suns and the Kings played as well last night. Um, it was just like, if you lost, you're going to play a normal regular season game. Gotcha. Because also, the quarterfinals and the semis technically did count as regular season games, but now the finals will not. So it's like the whole in-season tournament versus regular season standings stuff that is confusing to me, but yeah, whatever. Um, but now we are, you know, we're in the, the tail end of it. It is literally the last game finals, Indy versus Lakers. It's all for the cup. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the, I, I love and hate the intricacies of the, uh, trophies like they come up with all these random reasons and uh oh yeah like why that certain things are like they're like oh well there's a basketball net at the bottom and in the net there are 30 uh net loops to represent the 30 teams in the league yeah. and yeah. the trophy stands at 23 inches tall because of the inaugural 20 2023 season of the i'm like jesus christ all right like, yeah <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of when they when they release the centennial jerseys for the bruins they're like there are six strikes yep. for the number of <laughs> for the number of stanley cups we've won there's there's a gold stripe to represent this and that and i'm like okay let's let's we can show out a little bit it's like, not let's, that deep let's, like let's tone it down nobody's thinking about that when i'm looking at the fucking jersey yeah i know yeah, i did see them no player's gonna it. pick up that trophy and be like i'm holding a 23 inch tall trophy yeah, because it's right? 2023 they're like let me <laughs> Let me get my ruler out. Let me count the the little. It's not really twenty three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, but I always, I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, they want it to like have quote unquote meaning, but like, I always just find it kind of silly. I'm like, no one cares. Like, if you made a trophy that was just a trophy, we'd be like, yeah. cool. That's what it is. If you went down to the trophy shop down the street and grabbed something and it just had a basketball player on it, we'd be like, cool. That's yeah. the IST trophy. We don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. um but yeah no that's that's the ist that has been this week in basketball um the mvp ladder has been updated oh i haven't Uh, looked at it oh it's unfortunate (laughs) so at (laughs) at one no longer sits joker it is now joel Embiid. Uh, Ah, because he he played one game this week and put up i think 50 points and they were like yep that's enough to jump joker (laughs) you don't do that in his sleep exactly uh joker sits at two that's you know what that's a real joel Joel Embiid. that's a real center that's that's more of the typical center that we're talking about he he, you got to give it to him he is like one of the last few come on marty but no but he still plays like he's like a he's he's like a seven foot kobe like how many faders does he hit (laughs) like how many times do you see him like pump fake jab step jab step turn away from the basket fade away shot goes in and you're like god fucking damn it yeah, Shaq wasn't doing that shit. Shaq that's would go true. through people. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. All right, so we got we got Embiid, Joker, Embiid, Joker, breaking out of the third place tie and now having third place to themselves is SGA. Still yeah, on the up and up. I'm nice. loving Good it. Good for him. Uh, Luca at four, 
Giannis at Boo. five. Boo! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Who's making this list? Jesus uh, Christ! Kia, Kia is hosting the Kia. MVP ladder this year. <laughs> fuck you, Kia! They do always do that. You, fuck, fuck you. Uh, Halliburton at six, who's been stuck at six for like the past three weeks. I know you feel uh, bad after you've been balling out in the in That's the IST. He just, think he just put up a I'd put triple above, double, no turnovers. <laughs> like I'd put him above Giannis, honestly. Yes, I would too. I, I mean, he is very much changing the whole aura around his team. Giannis's team is Giannis's team. They've been yeah. where they've been. They're it's run of the mill. Halley's changing it. SGA's changing it. Like those are the guys you want to see being the most valuable player because they're valuable to their team. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Tatum parked at seven for the third week in a row. KD parked at eight for the third week in a row. LeBron jumped up one spot to nine. Ooh. And Kia heard you last week and they said, you know what? It is insulting to have KD parked at eight and we will put Devin Booker at 10. <laughs> They listened to some of my advice. Yeah, a little bit, not enough. <laughs> a little bit, sure. I mean, I like, you know, I like Shay being up there. Great, good for him. Um, yes. I like... What, Especially with all the nonsense going around. Yeah, right? Do you like, see JT at seven or eight? JT's still at seven. JT oh. and Hallie have been at seven, six and seven for the last three weeks and have not moved. Christ. Even though uh, JT got his second player of the month this season. Yeah. But, but we're good. He's the player of the month for the Eastern Conference, but he's seventh in the whole running. Okay. Whatever. Behind Giannis. Yep. Behind Giannis and Embiid, who were not players of the month. Whatever. Like, I can't. <laughs> this shit makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. <laughs> um, yeah, Luca living at four, just parked oh, that, at four. That, shut up. Yeah, I mean that's just <laughs> that's they're just doing that for the bit. They're like, yeah, put Luca on there, wherever. Well, Kyrie rolled his ankle recently, so I could oh, see no. Luca pushing. Yeah. Oh no, so sad. No, we're so upset. Whatever. <laughs> Get over it, Dallas. You'll be fine. You have Grant. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> real. <laughs> Grant Williams stepping up. Grant Williams second option, baby. God. Oh, that's a that's a terrifying thought. I am so glad we are not in that boat. Um, but yeah, that's your that's your MVP ladder where Joel Embiid has now jumped back up to the top. Um, but like I said, it's it's a it's a two two pony race. We've said it. The past two, three weeks, it is literally just Joker and Embiid going to be battling for one and two. SGA is knocking on the door. I want him in the top two so, yeah. so bad. Like, I know. I, just, I want SGA to break this shit up. Like, if, if it's not going to be Joker for the third time in four years, then I want it to be SGA. I don't want to see it be Embiid. I'd love to see it be Tatum. I'm okay with it being Halliburton. Like, Let's change it up, please. <laughs> like let's yeah. let's the league is changing. We don't need to keep having the same guys at the top. I do understand. I do understand that Embiid and Joker are dominant and they're crazy good players. And you can't you can't ignore it, but there's other guys doing crazy shit too. <laughs> like yeah. we can't we can't pretend that there aren't. Um but 
you know, that's that's just me talking about the MVP. <laughs> yep. The the arbitrary most important award that we give away every year, but whatever. Um All right. Lastly, we get to talk about the Knicks versus the Celtics last night. Uh I didn't get to watch it live because, unfortunately, here in Connecticut, where I am in Connecticut, Nets and Knicks games are blacked out. Uh, I tried to pull up one of those uh, quote-unquote illegal streams for legal purposes. Didn't say that. (laughs) Uh, But it did not work. Uh, So I was getting, you know, bit-by-bit updates. Watched the replay uh, this morning. Watched all the press conferences this morning. But Grace did the due diligence for all of us. She watched the game live. Of course. So I'll let her uh, start this off. What do we think? I mean, (laughs) I know we have our opinions on what was going down. (laughs) Look. Look. I mean, they looked great. Uh, Let me rephrase that. Looked a little (laughs) iffy. Beginning of the first uh, quarter looked good. Kristaps was just balling out. Hit our first three shots. Was just knocking them home i mean everything was like i was like thank god our savior has returned everything's good um jalen brown was playing really well and then sort of going into the second quarter in the beginning of the second quarter they looked a little bit i don't know off i don't there just something wasn't clicking like you know it's when they mix in they've got the starters and some of the the bench in so it's kind of weird but um, half and half lineups that Joe yeah so that, much. that can get a little weird but then by the by the end of the the second quarter they did get it together and they were up a good amount they had like 74 75 in the first half um yeah. and they were up by like nine or ten then the Knicks came roaring back had some life mm-hmm. beaten into them uh during the half and then in the fourth quarter, shit really hit the fan, and suddenly I was like, "Oh no!" And our friend on Twitter, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> our friend on Twitter, Alessandra, uh, is doesn't usually watch a lot of. She doesn't get to watch a lot of Celtics games, but she could finally watch this one. And the thing was, last time when she turned off the game, they started winning. So the minute the thing started getting rough in the in the fourth quarter, I was like, I texted, I, I replied to her <laughs> post, and I was like, "Turn it off, turn it off right now." You're not watching um, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just the Jalen Brown ejection for two technicals his first career first career ejection yeah 20 only his 23rd and 24th technical of his career I and he said it in the postgame presser you know that he thought his first ejection would be something a little bit more exciting than his 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 second technical coming while he was on the bench just like 30 seconds after his first one Mm -hmm. um Oh God! And the officiating in the game was—it was suspect. It was suspect. It was <laughs> they let him play for a really long time, and then they started calling stuff. Um, and it just felt a little lopsided there. But they did pull it out. Celtics stayed strong, which I appreciated. When JB was ejected with like seven or eight minutes left, they could have fallen apart. Um, but they dug in and came away with the win, which was great to see. But. Yeah, yeah, Marty, what are your thoughts on that ejection? I assume you watched it uh, afterwards. Yeah, well, I saw the tweets popping off of Jalen got ejected, and I was like, what in the flying fuck did he do? Like, I know JB. Like, I know, and he said it best. He's like, 
if I was going to get ejected from a game, I was hoping that it would be a scrum. You know, people get folded up. Right. We, you know, we, it would be a little more exciting than what happened. Yeah. But to watch him, you know, I saw the first tee arguing with the ref. I'll always, you know, get annoyed with our players. You don't whatever, need to yeah. the ref, but like, whatever. It's one technical. Fine. But for him to get the second technical with the other referee, the, the referee who called the first tech is mm-hmm. on the direct opposite corner of the court. Yeah. So JB is on the bench. And in the opposite corner of the court is this ref and JB is standing up chirping a little bit, but like, whatever, he's not directing it at anyone or anything. He's just kind of letting his frustrations out and for them to tee him up and throw him out. Come on, man. Like JB said it best. It's bullshit. Someone let their emotions get in the way of officiating the game. You know, they were feeling some type of way about whatever JB had said when they first uh, you know, gave him the first technical or whatever. Um, and it, it's an issue in the NBA where, you know, these refs can get their feelings hurt and just tee anyone up for basically anything. They have their unrelenting yeah. ability to just be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't like your face. And that's basically what happened to Jalen. Uh, like you said, the team kind of, you know, surged around that and made do and pulled out the win. Um, but Come on, man. Like, what are we like? We're going to get upset because Jalen said that's a weak ass call. That's some weak ass yeah. shit. I think that's what he said the first time. Well, the first and like at first, he's yeah, he said that's some weak ass shit. You also see him say it's the same thing that just happened on the other end. And he like motions yep. over the other side yep, of the yep, court. Yep. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was. It was a weird. Someone again, got their feelings hurt. Like the that's just all it boils down to. Stance. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you want the refs to not make it about them. And yeah, but they do. They seem they to do. time and time again, just make it about their feelings. <laughs> yeah. And Jalen was careful with his words in the post game press. Where he said, I'm not going to comment on officiating as a whole, but yep. this was, you know, not a good call. And, and, I think he was right. I mean, it did seem kind of a soft, especially like you think that like when they do their, uh, you know, their second technical, they're typically more. Mm-hmm. It's it's more in your uh, face. It's it, more like, it, okay, like you are going to be thrown out because you've done this. Right. It's like, like they know, you know, especially when you've just called the other one literally a second before that right. this one's going to get them thrown out. You'd think it would take a little bit more than being on the opposite end of the court and arguing <laughs> with air <laughs> with just being there and being like, oh, this sucks. But yeah, you'd think it takes a little bit more for the second one, you know? No, for sure. Like, and it's, it's crazy to me that it was literally like, shout out to the name of the pod cross court <laughs> that, you know, he just did the, the, get teed up. For standing up and just kind of like saying he wasn't talking directly to that ref either. That's the annoying part. Right. He was just speaking at the game. And the ref's like, no, fuck you, get out. <laughs> like you're done. Yeah. No, it it was bizarre. I did love with JB being the vice president of the NBA PA. It is so interesting to see how he navigates interviews because he was like, 
I'm not going to speak on officiating at a, as a whole. I'm only talking about this one ref. I'm only talking about the way that he carried out my specific situation. This, that, the other thing. And then he just goes right. into, but it was bullshit. Like that was a weak ass. Like he's like, he's so yeah. formal about how he delivers it. And then once he's, you know, right. set up the formalities, he's just back to Jalen. And he's like, fucking bullshit, man. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, I agree with him, Jalen. I think that you were correct on that one. No, for sure. Um, you know, whatever. Congratulations on your first ejection. I mean, it happened to Tatum. Uh, I think early last year he got his first ejection for a similar thing. He clapped too loud and got thrown out of the game. You know, you know? It happened. <laughs> he clapped at the ref, and it was a, it was a, uh, what did they call it? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Vi- not violent, but a something act. I can't think of the goddamn word. But aggressive, an over, an overtly aggressive action towards an official is what they called it, and it was him yes. clapping and complaining about a call. <laughs> and I'm Which like, what are we doing here? What the fuck is the NBA? Um, Good question. Is the NBA? <laughs> sometimes you know, I never know. Uh, but we do have to point out that at the end of the game, the stat leader, the guy who led the team. Wasn't Tatum, wasn't Jalen Brown, wasn't Porzingis. They all had great games. But the stat leader was Mr. Hot Hands himself, Derek fucking White. And he was getting MVP chance in the garden. Oh, yeah. To which he said, I love the fans, but I'm not the MVP. And I'm like, stop being so humble. Stop being so humble. We love you. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But he had 30 points. He had. Uh, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Like, buddy was popping off. Like, come on, D. White. You deserve some MVP chance after a game like that. Take it and run with it. I know. I, I love, love that to guy. see it. I love to see. And that's, and that's what we were so excited about for this team for this season is like, there will be games where something stupid happens and JB gets thrown out or, Tatum gets right. thrown out or KP's hurt or Al needs a day off and who's going to step up. And we have time and time again, seen guys step up in that role and be like, I'll be the first option. I'll be the second option. I'll be the third option. And we have just continued to fill those positions, those situations successfully. I mean, look, yeah. we're 16 and five. We are, we are rolling. We are a unit. We're out of the IST, but we are still a unit in the regular season. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and I love it. And, and, you know, you see it in Joe's uh, pressers. You see it in the team's morale. You see it in just the way that everyone's talking about it is like one, they're still talking about, we haven't figured out all of our chemistry yet, which is put the league on notice. If the, if this is the Celtics without full chemistry, y'all are yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. I promise y'all are fucked. If we figure it out, <laughs> if we are healthy and figure out hundred percent chemistry by the end of this season, just give us the banner. We don't even need to do the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I hope. <laughs> um, God, but I yeah, hope. no, a, a dominating win. You'll love to see KP go off against the Knicks. Uh, you love to see him come back from an injury and basically didn't look like he lost a step at all. I mean, KP just looked like he was, you know, took a, a week off just to take a week off and then came back and was right in, right in form. Just did not miss a step. Yeah. Um, 
love to see it. You have Al Horford coming off the bench for 14 points and 10 rebounds. So you got Looking double great. double Al Horford. You love oh, it. Oh yeah. My favorite. Um you know, I this team is rolling. And whether we, you know, drop one or two here or there, that's gonna happen. Like I like we've said, you know, it's not about being the one seed, but we're living in that we're living in that spot right now and we are yep, owning and it and not going to complain about it. Nope. <coughs> um, but looking ahead at the schedule, we have two double headers um, coming up, which is interesting. Tuesday and Thursday, we are playing Cleveland, both home games. Uh, and then Friday and Sunday next week, we are playing Orlando, both home games. So we have a four-game stand, two against Cleveland, two against Orlando. Uh, we will probably only have three of those games done because obviously the episodes drop on Sunday. Um, Correct. Cleveland, Cleveland, Orlando. I'm calling two and one because Orlando fucking sucks and they love to beat us. <laughs> My God. I, I don't see Cleveland as an issue for us to beat. Uh, they have their own, you know, like they're, they're, they're fine. They're figuring it out, but like they're on paper compared to these Celtics right now. I'm not worried yep. about Cleveland. For some yeah. reason, I have to be worried about Orlando. <laughs> and you always will. We always will. This is the way that it goes. It's a very old story. We know it. Um, it's a, a rivalry that no one expected or wanted, but here we nope. are. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I'll go. You know what? I think we beat Orlando. I'm calling Ooh, it. All right. I think we pull it out. All right. Maybe we lose to them on Sunday then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I mean, look, the team is clicking even without the, you know, the bench depth really being much to talk about. I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on the bench. I'm not going to, you know, complain. We're winning games. I, would I like to see more success out of Pritchard? Sure. Would I like Sam Hauser not to go 0 for 5? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's just going to be what it is. But at the end of the day, if the starters and the team is winning, that's all we need. W's in the win column. Keep pushing on. Onward and upward, keep going towards the, the April May time period. Cause all I want is playoff basketball. We just gotta get through the regular season to get there. <laughs> and and if we're gonna park it one, fine, we'll park it one. But again, not what I need. I don't need that. Nope. But I'm fine with it. We're playing well. Yeah, we're cool with it. So. You know, this is where you want to if this is where the Celtics want to be, this is what you guys want to do. I will not argue with you. I'm cool with it. Not you gonna, not gonna put my hands up and th you know throw a fit, but you do what you want to do. As long as we're in the playoff contention, I don't care what seed you want. Um, yeah. But <coughs> pardon me. Uh, with that being said, that was the IST, the news, the MVP ladder, the Celtics, the everything of this week. Uh, gotta think. I think that's really all we had to talk about. Uh, basketball is basketballing. We NBA are podcasting. NBA. The NBA is NBA. NBAing. I couldn't even say it. <laughs> that's correct. 
Adam Silver is Adam Silvering. Like everyone's doing their jobs right now. We are in yep. full function, rolling through the regular season. Uh, you know, we don't know the winner of the IST, but by the time the episode drops tomorrow, y'all will. So we're in for something special. Uh, bells, whistles, ceremony, trophies, awards, all of it. It's exciting. It's fun. You know, they're they're doing something new. And, I, you know, keep growing the game. All for keep it. Growing the- keep growing the game. Because... Everywhere else you seem to be, you know, falling behind, but let's focus on the IST. <laughs> forget about, you know, morality and everything, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. Shiny new thing to look at in the NBA while everything else is slightly crumbling, but whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, Grace, any closing remarks for the for the fans, for the listeners, for the good people out there, for Celtics Nation? Celtics are rolling. Marty and I are killing it as usual. Yeah. By the time we record next week, I'll be, I think, done with all my finals. Hell yeah. So I'm Best ready. Best of luck on those. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, everybody send good vibes. Yeah, but send nothing Celtics, but good baby. vibes, Grace's way. And Let's to the go. Celtics, you know, good vibes. Always. And to the Celtics, good vibes to to the crew, to the to the us and the uh, adopted family that we claim, and they don't claim us. But Celtics, you're with us. Come on, come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is episode 19 of your cross court coverage, uh, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions at Primetime Prods. On Twitter and everywhere else, you can find the other apps and usernames. Uh, primetimeproductions.net on the internet. Uh, I, I don't, that sounded so dumb. Dot net on the internet. Yeah, you Whatever. Know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I am Marty the Meat Man. She is Grace Roberts. We are cross court coverage. Celtics are 16 and 5. The IST is having its finals today. And as always, go Celtics or go fuck yourself. Peace.